Hey y'all, welcome to Life Coach BFF Show. Do you want to confidently parent your teen while remaining sane and still finding joy in your everyday? Do concerns of their safety, mental health, influences of social media and the ACT, as well as the act, frighten and keep you awake at night? Following a move, finding myself lonely, isolated, and drowning in the realities of parenting teenagers, I felt completely lost and depleted. After a year of sitting in loneliness, I knew it had to stop. I transformed my mindset to something I call living on green, and I'm going to teach it to you. In this podcast, we're giving all things to God, find beauty in the brokenness, triumphs through the trials of parenting teens, all the while finding joy in establishing balance. I'm your new BFF, Heather, and you're not lonely anymore. We're in this together. Get your axe spray out, pick up those dirty gym socks, put your lip gloss on, and let's do this. Hey, friend. Welcome back to Life Coach BFF Show. I'm your BFF, Heather, and I am so happy to be the host of this show. Welcome back. Before we get started with BFF Stephanie, we're going to have a little chit chat about Thanksgiving and some pretty silly things, <laughs> but I think you'll enjoy it. It was a fun conversation and you're going to love it. You, I love Stephanie. She's great. Okay, before we get to her, I want to read a letter from one of you precious, precious ladies. And this is from Rachel in Dallas, Texas. Dear Heather, I've noticed you sitting by a window in the videos on YouTube and also on social. What are you doing by that window? (laughs) I see you. This is so funny. I see you look out the window sometimes while you're recording. Okay, Rachel, this, this is the deal. So I sit by the window and occasionally I will peep out during the recording because I will think that I'm hearing the UPS guy or the mail lady, and I don't want them to ring the doorbell and mess up the recording, and the dogs will start barking, and it just, it gets crazy, crazy. So, that window is on the front of the house, and it's in my study. It's in this little corner, and I know I look like I'm all tucked in because I am, and my LPs, their pictures are all around me, and so it's just a sweet little spot where I can see what's going on. And I started out wearing headphones, which was great because it feels more intimate and it blocks out all the noise, but then I could not hear (laughs) the UPS guy. So I had to, now I'm down to one earbud and the other just hangs down. So I know it looks real professional, but that's where we are. That's where I am right now, Rachel, and that's what I have to do. So... Anyway, I'm glad that you found us on YouTube. It's a fun spot. It's under Heather Petty, P-E-T-T-E-Y, or Life Coach BFF. You can Google either of those and find me on this platform. I am starting to load more there, and I'm finding that a lot of you like to watch and not just listen to these podcast shows. So I can understand that because I don't really like to talk on the phone. I like to see people. I I like to see expressions and emotion. And so I completely get it and appreciate 
the need for video. I really fought it for a long time because I thought I like to record in my PJs. Sometimes I'll record in workout clothes, but you know what? I need to get dressed too, and it's a good excuse to make me go ahead and put some mascara and some lip gloss on because you're never really fully dressed without your lip gloss on. Okay, before we skip over to Stephanie, I want to read this to you today, and this comes from Jesus Calling 365 Devotions for Kids by Sarah Young, and I know that this is for kids, but you will, I promise you will get a blessing from this as well. Okay, this is, the title is Windows of Heaven. When you come to me with a thankful heart, it opens up windows of heaven. Spiritual blessings fall freely through those windows and down into your life. A thankful heart opens you up to these blessings, and then you have even more reasons to be grateful. Being thankful brings you many blessings, but it is not a magic formula. Thankful words are really just the language of love, and they help may help you grow closer to me. When you thank me, it makes a love connection between your heart and mine, talking about Jesus. Just as a telephone connection lets you talk to another person, a loving, thankful heart helps you talk to me and me to you. Being thankful doesn't mean you close your eyes to the many problems of this world. It means you find joy in me, your Savior, in the midst of a messed up world. I'm your hiding place and your strength, and I'm always ready to help you. Isn't that beautiful? And then it has a verse that goes with it, Psalm 46.1. So, Thanks for listening and sharing that moment with me. And we are going to get right to Stephanie. So let's go. Well, hey, girl. How's it going? Hey, hey, mama. It's going well. How about you? Good. I was just thinking about the holidays and, oh, Lord, I was reading this article about talking about dysfunction in families for the holidays when they put us in a, you know, 10, 20 people in a room with, um, (laughs) All the different toxic, crazy behaviors. Awkward. Very awkward. And they think it's going to be a success. Hello. We are just, uh, that's craziness, isn't it? They think in a a turkey, a juicy turkey and a clean house is going to make it all better. Oh, I know. It really is funny. And that's what I stopped by my husband's office yesterday and there was a lady in there. And so she was asking us what we're doing for Thanksgiving. And she said, oh, are you going to go see your oldest daughter in Hawaii? And I was like, oh, wouldn't that be nice? (laughs) I said, no, my husband, he's going to spend Thanksgiving with his mother-in-law who adores him and he loves her and her aunt and her first cousin. And so we were all (laughs) laughing because, (laughs) you know, like you said, a lot of times holidays, you bring these random people together. And sometimes it can be the loveliest time. And then sometimes you're like, sometimes. What? <laughs> yeah. I and mean, the funny, yeah. the funny thing is, is we're sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, we have all these high expectations that, that everything is going to be just great. And we're cleaning and scrubbing the house and then, you know, traffic and they don't show up on time. And uh, it just seems like everything goes downhill from there. Well, it's just funny because I don't know about you, but I've had so many different scenarios with Thanksgiving and my mind always goes back to the first Thanksgiving that I spent with my husband and his family. And this was before we got married. And this is so funny, Stephanie, but 
I mean, I was just thinking about this yesterday. So I went to his his hometown. We went to his aunt's home. So it was his aunt's family, her children, grandchildren, his grandmother, who was almost 100 at the time. Wow. And yes. And the next thing I knew, I mean, this is how, you know, how your mind works. The next thing I knew, I was riding a horse for the first time. I was up on a horse. Like somebody in their family was talking about horses. And I said, oh, I've never ridden a horse. And they're like, you want to today? Sure. So I mean, <laughs> that's, that's crazy. All, this is all Thanksgiving. So I'm out trotting around on a horse, which, I mean, years later, we ended up having horses. But I mean, it's just, it's funny how you, I mean, can you think back at different, or did you always go to the same place for the holiday? Yeah, we went to the same place for the holidays. Every year it was going to my grandma's house and they, she had seven kids. So it was all my aunts and uncles and they all had a lot of kids and we would ride ATVs and I just loved it. It was just, you know, such a fun family time. And, and we only did this probably twice a year. So it was fun to see all the cousins, but I remember the first time when my husband and I, when we got married and I was, you know, trying to impress the family and I had, I had no idea when I made this turkey and dressing and I put it in the oven that it wasn't, um, I guess, oven ready and it shattered in the oven. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't even know what we ended up making. It was like sandwiches or something. I mean, everything was, it was crazy. I just, (laughs) I was crying and my husband was like, life's not over. It's okay. But I felt like it was so. Yeah. It's all all about perspective, right? It is all about perspective. I mean, it's, I think every one of my Thanksgivings has looked different. I mean, when I look back, every one of them, it's been a whole different scenario with different people, but it's always memorable stuff. (laughs) It is always memorable. Well, I was, I sent you this article today and it was talking about like how to, you know, navigate those crazy holiday seasons with your family. And I thought this one was interesting. It said to write down who is going to give you the problem. You know, if it's like Ah, Uncle Ed, write it down and write what the problem is going to look like. And then in your head, create a plan for how you're going to react, which I thought was great role playing, maybe in the mirror, in the bathroom to just kind of be like, okay, this is what could be potential. And so instead of me just kind of going crazy and then saying something sarcastic, you know, because then I give my power away, right? Right. So true. Well, and I love, okay, I've skimmed the article and I haven't gotten past the first paragraph, but it's so so great because I love this. Okay. This, This is what really cracks me up about this article is that it's common... Okay, it's common to have high expectations when thinking of reuniting with family you haven't seen for a long time. And it talks about having light contact with, with some people. <laughs> Which light me contact. We, oh, we all have we all have someone in our lives that we would prefer light contact with. Don't you agree? You're yes, just, it, it reminds me yeah. a little bit of a Christmas vacation. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, when they all know who's coming in. And of course, grandma, as soon as she opens the door, she's asking like, does this mole, could you look at this mole and see, does it look like it's changed? (laughs) 
funny. Oh, it is Lord. true though. We all have those people and then, you know, triggered. That's such a buzzword now too, to have a trigger, you know, an event or something that reminds you of a bad event. It's a trigger. Are you familiar with that word? Oh, yes. Actually, okay. I was listening okay. to John Jay and Rich on the morning show today, and they were talking all about triggers and how that was a new trend. So you're right on. Yeah. But I mean, I don't think triggers have to be negative because like I said yesterday, I was thinking about that first Thanksgiving with the hubs and, you know, that triggered the reminder of the horse ride. And then that triggered when we purchased the first horse. So there, I don't think triggers, I think the word trigger is getting a bad rap now, Steph, don't you think? Yeah, I, I absolutely do. And yeah. when you think of a trigger, it's like, what, what is that spark? It's like a, something that ignites and it can go left or right, positive or negative. And it absolutely yeah. like a smell of your favorite candle or your mom's, you know, turkey and dressing that tasted like grandma's. And there's so many great triggers out there. So we, when we talk about, um, navigating, uh, family holidays, it doesn't, it's not all bad. There's a lot of good too. A lot of people bring a lot to the table. Did you guys have traditions in your family growing up? I'm trying to think if we had true, my grandmother always made biscuits on Christmas Eve. I made biscuits. Now what did I you put that. on that biscuit? just we oh I loaded it down with honey and butter <laughs> what what didn't I put on the biscuit you know sometimes there was ham just deliciousness deliciousness I love mm -hmm. that we always think delicious we always had this one aunt and she would bring this blueberry crusted pie and um that's another thing too you know mm. season instead of doing it all yourself we could just ask people like, whatever your specialty is, just bring it. Because even if I had not spotted her in the room yet, I would look on the buffet on the counter and I'd be like, oh, there's the pie. She's here somewhere. <laughs> oh, I love that. And I mean, I'll tell you too, I don't know about you, but I also thought yesterday, I mean, you can tell I put a lot of thought into Thanksgiving yesterday because I was thinking about the people who have been with us in the past who will not be with us this year. And I really, I mean, you miss people. I mean, like little funny things, like my husband's aunt used to come every year from Texas and she always had laryngitis. And you knew beforehand <laughs> she got there, she was going to have laryngitis, but she would forget sometimes that she had laryngitis. So she would start speaking <laughs> And then she would remember, <laughs> but it was so oh. funny. She would always announce that first thing I have laryngitis, but then, you know, she would forget and start talking and then remember, I mean, it was just, <laughs> I miss have that. Laryngitis, it was so but fun. I don't. It's weird. It comes and goes <laughs> depending on who I want to talk to or not. <laughs> Maybe that was, that was probably why that was her light contact method. You know, I Maybe. remember growing up with my granny and uh, she was the funnest, like she just loved people for who they were. And that I think is a, is a wonderful attribute is to accept people the way they are and not try to change them and just love them how they come into your life. She was really great at that. And if you, as soon as you finished your plate, she was always asking do you want anything else? And you feel as full as a tick. You thought, you yeah. know, I cannot eat another thing, but she would make this incredible 
it, it must, it was like 12 stack layer of the super thinnest layers of a, um, this caramel cake. And literally after you ate it, you would see stars. I mean, it was the biggest sugar rush. I think it was like a, a, an enforced Yum. nap by granny. <laughs> I th- you know, I think that caramel cake is my favorite. What's your favorite cake? Ooh, I have not had a caramel cake since my grandma passed. Mm. So I surely wouldn't try to make that, even though my cousin recently said that granny had left that recipe and it was so, you could barely even read it. And the the recipe was like a smidgen of this and a doppel of that. You know, it didn't even say like teaspoons or cups. <laughs> Do you have it? My cousin does, and she's oh. offered to make a copy of it. So <gasps> I don't you know. Should, should I try that? Yes, you should try it. And what I love, if it's in her handwriting, you can have it that is. printed on like dish towels, <gasps> kitchen. Maybe, I mean, or anything. Maybe I could get a tattoo. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> it's on an index card. <laughs> well, you could always maybe not tattoo the whole recipe. Maybe just her. The dollop her part. signature. Does she have her signature? <laughs> I don't know. I'm a terrible person to ask about tattoos. I just, I don't want to, I don't know about them. I don't want one. I'm not a good, I'm just not a fan. I remember on Friends when Phoebe, she was going in with Rachel to get a tattoo <laughs> and Rachel's like, oh, what are we going to get? And she's like, don't worry, I'll go in with you. And then as soon as they did a dot on her, she, Phoebe ran. <laughs> that would be me. You're not going to get me. You're not going to catch me. Well, you're not catching me. I'm, that's one thing I know. You know how you, you know, certain things. That's one thing I'm a hundred percent on <laughs> like 150%. So when my kids, if they mention any of them, you know, they'll say things try to try to get under your skin. And I'm like, you know what? I hope you do. I hope you get one because <laughs> I'm going to laugh. I mean, that's what my husband tells them to always get the Chinese symbol for regret. Like if you get a tattoo, you need to get the Chinese symbol for regret because most people at some point later in life regret that they got it. And and a lot of them have them removed. Well, it's funny that you said that because my kids came in the other day and they were laughing so hard, these teenagers. Uh And they were saying that the number one tattoo mistake is people don't know how to spell regret <laughs> and they get a tattoo and it says regret. <laughs> Can you believe that? Oh my gosh. No, I think it's so funny. And a lot of, I mean, they have, they have shown, I, I've read articles about people that go in and they try to get some quote in a different language, but they don't realize that it's been misspelled. Like they have no idea that it says something totally different than what they think that it says. And don't you know the foreigners are just giggling sitting on the subway in New York City? I mean, having the best laugh over it. But the the greatest is a friend of mine told me that her sister-in-law got a tattoo that said, I love, and it was whatever her husband's name was. And it was on her lower back. Okay. Well, they got a divorce. And so she remarried. <laughs> The same name guy. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I mean. You just, you know, you, it's a commitment. I mean, and if you're, you know, you, you gotta be ready to commit because if you have a tattoo removed, I I know someone that had one removed, it is painful. And she said, that you could smell the flesh burning. Oh gosh. So no you, you don't want any, you don't want any part of that. No, that's a trigger. <laughs> I mean, that's a trigger. Okay. I'll tell you 
something else that's a trigger. Have oh. you had lunch yet before I launch into this? Have you had I lunch or breakfast? Okay. No, I've had well, breakfast, hopefully. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, you know, when we had babies, everybody wanted to know, are you going to nurse your baby? Like that was a big deal. Remember that? I do. Everybody would ask you, are you going to, which is really a personal thing. When you think about it, why would you ask somebody that? I don't think I would ever ask anybody that, but that was the thing at, in the nineties. Are you going to nurse your baby? Well, now do you know what the big thing is? What are you going to save your placenta? <laughs> Hmm. The reason that I ask you this, what do you do with it? They eat it. <gasps> I thought they were going to say they fertilize a tree or something. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> they eat the placenta, which is so bizarre to me, but it's very popular. It's been popular for about four years now. Well, what will it do for me? Will it make me look super young or like lose 20 pounds? I mean, I mean, I, I might be interested in this. <laughs> and my friend. You're frozen. Oh, am I still frozen? No, now you're, you're back. So but, my question yeah. is, is, will this make me lose like 30 pounds quickly? Will it make me look 15 years younger? I mean, I might be interested. Okay. I'm going to tell you the reasons why they do this. They say that it helps with postpartum. It helps with your milk. It helps your milk come in. I'm going to look at this because... Well, how can you eat it? Like, can I stick it in a, like some chocolate? Okay. You could, yes. Yes. They're, they are, they are eating it raw and dipping it oh. in a sauce or you can cook it. Oh my gosh. I can't you imagine. You can fry it. I mean, there's so many options. You can't even imagine how many options. Okay. Here it is. So they say that it can prevent postpartum depression, reduce postpartum bleeding, improve mood, energy, and milk supply. And provide important micronutrients such as iron. There's no evidence that eating the, but this article says that there's no evidence, but I mean, there are so <laughs> no evidence that, that there are benefits, but I mean, it is a huge trend right now. And so the hospital will ask you if you will be leaving with your placenta, which is so oh, crazy. Do they put it in a me. jar, a box? Like how does it, did they make it a powder? I mean, <laughs> I don't know, but now in some, okay, powder, that's kind of interesting because some people will dry it like you dry fruits and then they'll grind it up and put it in a capsule. <laughs> yeah, see somebody so cleaning out their closet and they're like, hey, I just got rid of this leather shoe. Is this the football? Like, what? Oh, it's your placenta. Oh, oh and <laughs> they're doing artwork with it. They'll oh like dip God, it in pain. It's so <laughs> crazy. Okay. But let me tell you. So if anybody is considering this, I'm going to give you a little bit more information on this. They're saying that it's not, it can harm you and your baby if you eat your placenta. So I think there are a lot of people that don't realize this, Stephanie. I mean, it's just, they like kind of got all at once them. or eat a capsule of it. I don't know. They've gotten on the placenta train and okay. The placenta, it says that, oh, here we go. They've been known to eat placenta raw cooked or in smoothies or liquid oh extracts. You know how you go but, into like planet smoothie and you ask for a collagen? <laughs> a placenta please added to that. 
Okay, it says that these preparations don't completely destroy infectious bacteria and viruses that the placenta might contain. So the Center for Disease Control and Prevention has issued a warning against taking placenta capsules. I don't know. I don't want any part of that either. So you No, know, I am from Alabama and I eat chicken yeah. and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even eat sushi. So I, that don't? will not be me. <laughs> you do not eat sushi. No. I don't, no. it, to me, it's bait food. Like it has to be cooked and like, but I, when I go there, I can find some things that I can eat. There's rice yeah. there's shrimp. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love sushi. I love uh, sushi. Okay. Well, no placenta for us, but I mean, that's a huge trend. And no tattoos. I mean, how boring are we? Not having a tattoo either. <laughs> no, I know I am. I am pretty boring, Steph. I am pretty boring. So you need to know who you're running with. <laughs> Okay, so when we show up to family dinner, we'll talk about placenta and tattoos and we'll ask people if they have one. (laughs) Yes, yes. Just just think about it like this. Okay, so I was thinking how family, you know, shows up and it's it's just chaos and crazy and it's exciting. And you always know that like, you know, Uncle Ed's going to show up and he's going to flirt with you and you're like, okay, this is weird. I've but never had that happen. Never. Oh my gosh. No. Really? Have an uncle oh. flirt with me? No. <laughs> I'm just getting this middle image of uncles. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> and um, yeah, so it was funny because they always say in this article, they were saying, make sure that you don't start, you know, talking about the dysfunction of your family and your past history because, you know, you're probably talking to their sister. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, so, what, so you don't want to talk about religion. You don't want to talk about politics. We know absolutely. that for sure. We don't want to talk about those two things. I mean, what's a good topic to bring up? Bring up Because, you know, sometimes there will be awkward moments at the table where everybody is completely quiet. Like, do you feel the need when that happens to interject some something, some topic? Or are you uncomfortable with the silence? That's what I want to know. Probably with family, I've never, there's never been silence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's 30 okay. of us. Y'all don't ever talking. have that. You don't ever have that at the table where everybody sits down and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, and then somebody will comment, oh, everybody's hungry. I can tell because it's so quiet now. We you just don't all talk that. over each other, but somehow we know exactly what everyone's saying. And you know, like the little kids, they're, they're over at the, the, piano bench you know and they've got some kind of <laughs> weird table you know and then some of the kids are like okay I'm 14 and I should have graduated <laughs> yeah. from the piano bench table to the big table I think my husband was about 19 when he graduated from the piano <laughs> bench to the big people table that's what he said at least I don't oh, know gosh, I'll tell you a topic are... you can talk about Steph oh tell me Okay, so Pope Francis says now that dogs can go to heaven. Did you know that? That's a good topic. Well, of course, all dogs can go to heaven. That's that's the best part of it. Yeah, and so you only want the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So funny. Sometimes you only want the dogs to go to heaven. That is so funny. So. Yeah, you'll see. So people Pope Francis doing... just decided that all dogs can go to heaven. I'm so, <laughs> yeah, you're you, gonna see you're gonna see your dogs <laughs> in heaven. And I mean, I'm just wondering, 
you know, what are they going to talk to us when we get there? Will they have a speaking voice or will they still be dogs? You know, what's that going to look like? Oh, I think heaven will open up and it'll totally be like, hey, you know, you fed me crap dog food. And That's you're sitting there I'm eating saying. peanut butter and chocolate and I had to watch. <laughs> That's my worry, Steph. That's what I was thinking. That's exactly what I was thinking. You were the best owner I ever had. <laughs> Oh, this morning I went for, a, I, I usually go for a run, but I'm training for this. This is one of our traditions. We run the turkey trot. It's oh, so funny. I want to say the possum trot, but that's mm -hmm. where my family is from. Yeah. <laughs> the turkey now trot. You're, look, you are highfalutin now in Scottsdale, aren't you? Oh, you know, I, I was raised <laughs> in a single wide trailer. I'm fancy. I'm telling you. <laughs> there's no, there's no possum trot in there's Arizona. No possum trot. I actually miss it. I do. I miss those things. Um, I just learned so much, you know, growing up in the country and I lived, I was raised on the lake and the exploration. I think a lot of times kids don't have that as much, you know, when you're say living behind the Dairy Queen, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about, okay. So I used to go to the catfish festival. How about that? <gasps> Heather, Mississippi. <laughs> you're holding out on us. I know. I used to attend the catfish festival and they had a catfish eating contest to see who could eat the most catfish. And it would always be a, an extremely large man in overalls that would win. Oh, and did every it come time. with hush puppies? Because hush puppies and, you know, catfish, they go together, right? Mm. It's like all fried foods. Gosh, I love a hush puppy. Oh, they're so good. I used to go to this restaurant down in Wetumpka, Alabama. And I can't remember the name of it. It was like a fish, maybe it was the fish house. And they would bring, you know how like say at Outback, they bring you bread or something like that. They would bring you hush puppies, a bucket, a little silver bucket of hush puppies Yum. before the meal started. That Woo! sounds fabulous. That sounds fabulous. I'll, oh, I'm still okay. laughing about the light contact with your guest. <laughs> Maybe I said too much there. You weren't really talking about your family. Of oh, course. no, not my I family. Mean, we would never I say do that not have an Uncle family. Ed. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, okay, what, what, do you, what will you do this year? You're going to be at your house. Yes. So we moved to Scottsdale to take care of my father-in-law. So my husband was adopted in Phoenix and he is the only son and uh, only child. And so we came out here. He's like 86 years old. So sweet. He's been living with us forever. And then he decided to move to a nursing home and he is just, he's doing great. And that's all the family we have here. No one's coming or going across country. Cause I live 2000 miles from, you know, from back home. So that's what we're doing. We're going to cook all the things the kids have asked this year. If uh, I could teach them all the recipes and oh, learn fun. how to do the pumpkin pies. And I've already started last week with mashed potatoes and turkey and dressing. So the kids wanted to make a little bit just to take back to college. Oh, that's so fun. You could freeze it and pack it all up, couldn't you? I could. There's six of us. We eat it in about 13 <laughs> minutes. It's gone. <laughs> there, there's nothing left over to freeze. What about you guys? 
Well, I, I was going to say, I interviewed this lady one time and she said that she does not cook. She goes, cause I'm not going to spend four hours on something that's demolished in 10 minutes or less. And I thought I can, I get that. Don't you? Absolutely. I have been known to go to Cracker Barrel, you know, about two weeks before just put in your order. And then, I mean, for me, chicken and dumplings are hard to make. Some people, they can mm -hmm. just whip them out. Turkey, um, I can do that. But also turnip greens. I love turnip greens. My kids don't. They didn't really grow up on that. But they are super hard to make and mm -hmm. taste well. So some of those things I have to go get experts to take care of that for me. What about you? Yeah, I love a turnip greens. We're, I mean, we're going to cook here. We'll be here. We will be doing all the things here. So I'm excited. I'm excited to be in Tennessee. And a lot of times we'll go to the beach. We got, Now we've gotten to where we alternate Thanksgiving. You have the, you have, you have Thanksgiving at the beach? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Dear. We did do that every other weekend. They did last year, but now two years ago, this will crack you up. And I have a picture that I'll send to you because you're not going to believe me without seeing the picture. We lunchtime we all came in from the beach and I heated up microwave dishes Stephanie and I put them on this is kind of embarrassing now that I think about it. and I laid them all out on the table and I didn't even transfer them into a beautiful dish got out the paper plates <laughs> and we ate microwave a microwave Thanksgiving meal and then we went right back out on the beach Okay. And I bet they didn't yeah. care at all. Not at all. I did get a honey baked ham. That was, that was the highlight. You are fancy. That was very fancy. I that love meal. that. And I yeah. love the fact that, you know, sometimes we'll just go get those uh, really pretty Thanksgiving uh, paper plates and I'll just, you know, throw them out. Boom, 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 boom. And the kids are running and grabbing and going and we're watching some sort of a football game and you know, I used to have these expectations that, oh, I wanted it, everybody to sit down at this table and do this thing at this time. And it would just explode. And it just felt like it, you know, it ruined the moment. I ruined the moment. And mm -hmm. one day I just realized, why am I killing myself doing all this? Nothing is going to be perfect. You can't expect perfection out of imperfect people. Never. And we just did what we wanted. Some people wanted to watch the game and take a nap. Others wanted to go play flag football. And it's like, hey, okay, let's just do it, you know, and insert yourself wherever you want to be. And it's all good. Oh, that's my favorite kind of holiday. I do not like a planned out, like we're going to play this game at two o'clock. And then at three o'clock, we're going to watch this movie. I cannot do that. I cannot do that. I want it to be relaxing. Everybody enjoy themselves. If you want to go take a nap. Hey, take it upstairs, take a nap. I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll make a relaxing holiday. Me too. We work so hard during the year and then, you know, it's, it's a lot of complexities at Thanksgiving with the people, the food, probably food that we only eat a couple of times a year. That's hard to make. And someone will ultimately say, well, this doesn't take like, taste like grandma's food or her <laughs> right. dressing. And of course you just want to like lash out and like choke them. But at the same time, they've got a story connected to grandma's turkey and dressing. True. And I get that. So, yes. you know, we'll let them live another day. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, what about going around the table and everyone telling what they're grateful for? Like, what, what are your thoughts on this? 
Yeah, that's a great question because sometimes I have anxiety thinking, you know, oh my gosh, what am I going to say? Do I have to top that? But I think if we just let people say what they want to say, somebody might be very elaborate and someone else might be like, I'm happy I have a dog or. Uh huh. Will you do that this year? I'm so curious. Are you going to do that? I don't, I don't think I'm going to do that to my crew this year. No, I don't put them on the spot, but Uh typically we'll say like, what was your high and low of the year? And just kind of let people expound on it if they want to. And, um, usually they love to talk about it because it was a good lesson or it made for a great story. So, so you'll go around the table and do this. We'll just start a conversation and whoever wants to be a part of it can. Nothing formal, nothing Nothing formal, formal. nothing on the spot. Um, I've had family dinners before where, and even fun, just game nights. Like we're invite all of our friends and there'll be 20 of us in a room and we'll have a big jar and it'll be full of questions. Like, what was the first car you ever owned? And we are laughing our butts off about, <laughs> you know, how, whatever it was. And it just is a great conversation starter, but there's no pressure. Yeah. I like that. We may do that this year. And I bought like a deck of cards at Barnes and Noble. Have you seen these conversation starters? No, tell me. Oh, they're great. They're great. And so I'm trying to think of even one question that was on it. Now I can't even think. <laughs> This no, is a common totally theme you. for me this week. I, I've done this before <laughs> already in an interview. Somebody said, let's talk about your book. Tell me one, one idea. And I was like, wait a minute. I gotta be Let ready me grab this. that book that I wrote. And like- that's what I did. <laughs> oh, I actually saw that interview. That was with Gina Neely, right? On her show. Yes. yes. What was it called? Bluff City? Bluff City Life. And she is so lovely. You would love Gina Neely. You would love her. I am sure I would. I love love the interview. So congratulations to her on her show. Oh yeah, she's great. You you would we're gonna get together for dinner sometime, (laughs) Stephanie. You would you would love her. And I have not seen, have you did you watch her show on Food Network? Have you ever seen I did Down Home with the Neelys? You did. You were a fan. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I've got to I gotta catch up. Southern home cooking. Lord Uh have mercy. Yeah. Oh, she has the best recipe for fried chicken. Have you used it? Oh, yes. I've used (laughs) it. I'm like, like, you hesitated. Why why did you hesitate? (laughs) (laughs) I love, I'm like a connoisseur of fried chicken. I love it. All the different ways you can crunch it up and it's good. Okay. We need to share that with everybody then. We need to share that. That's fine. Yeah, maybe we'll put it in show notes, a great Neely recipe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So back to the, back to the conversation starters, this is for students. And so, you know, there were, you know, what's your favorite class of the day? I mean, that's a boring one, but I mean, there are some that are way more exciting. You know, if you could change anything uh, that you do in your home or your family does any tradition, what would it be? If you could add a new tradition, what would it be? That sort of thing. Do you do a lot of traditions? Are you big on traditions? You know, we have a few things that we do traditions on, like our turkey trot. We get up early mm-hmm. in the morning and that starts around 630. So we have something like that. And the kids love it. They rally around it. They're like, Mom, did you get us registered for it? And, you know, we get the T-shirts and we get a family photo. And so things like that we love. Like for Halloween, we usually do some sort of um, like treasure hunt through the city. Cause they're a little too old now to uh, 
go trick or treating. Yeah. So we'll do a hunt through the city with a different, you know, um, my husband will create these little, you know, questions that take them all through town and then it will end up at some park somewhere eating pizza. So we do things like that, but we're not cute. We're not tied to, you know, tradition, but we do have a couple of things. What about you guys? You know, I mean, there's some people that are so such diehard tradition, traditional people that they don't want to step away from, you know, let's say we eat pizza every Christmas Eve. Well, you're not going to get them away from that pizza on Christmas Eve. We're And we're just, we're not like that. We're just, you, I think our personalities yeah. are so go with the flow. Like you're not going to nail us down on one thing. Do you think? Absolutely. We're going to be playing yeah. that to taste the jelly beans. And it's like, hmm, this one tastes like placenta. <laughs> <laughs> this one tastes like feet. <laughs> God, I hope I don't ever bite into a jelly bean. I hope to God I don't. The kids were playing that one night and I was like, please, God, let me get the buttered popcorn one. (laughs) Oh, God. So let's talk about this. So 2023 is coming up. Can you believe it? No, No. 2023. I mean, I cannot even believe it. And so I want to talk about in an upcoming podcast episode, what, what, and so be thinking about this, like be in, in anyone who's listening or viewing, I would, I would love for you to DM us and let us know, like, I want to hear your hopes and your dreams for 2023. I just, I'm so hopeful that it's going to be a great year and I'm already thinking about it. Steph, are you thinking about it? Have you gotten there yet? No, not yet. Not yet. Because Mm -hmm. the last two months of the year, I typically go into a little bit of a hibernation and I write and reflect about all the goodness that happened during the year and line items, some things that didn't go well and what I don't want to invest my time in anymore that didn't have a payoff. So I'm more in reflection mode right now, but I'll get there. Uh Uh-huh. That didn't have a payoff. I I love that. Huh. Yeah. It's like, where did you put your time this year? Like every Friday I did this or every Monday I did that. These are the people yeah. I spent time with. And it was like, uh, and yay. So <laughs> did they bring life to me or was it like, did uh-huh. they suck it from me? You know, maybe I'm so, you know, it's just a more of an assessment of yeah. the year. Well, and I just want to be so intentional with the way yes. I feel like the older you get, the more intentional you become with your time. You know, I love that you said that because I was listening to an interview by Donald Miller the other day and Uh he was saying, he just wrote a book. Can't remember the name of the book, but he is such a good writer that it's a, there's a, he's an author of like a, a thousand miles and a, I don't know, he's an adventure guy. So anyway, look at his books. I love They're really great. But Donald Mm -hmm. Miller, he was saying, Be intentional with your life because he said, you know, throughout years and years before he even married and had kids, he had this dog that he loved. They did everything together. And that dog was there with him when he was going through depression and wondering what his life was going to look like. And then when he got married, he had his first child. And then he said, you know, that my best friend died. And he said, I had that dog for like 
12 years. And he said, my biggest thought is I might, we'll just call the dog's name's Ruby. I can't remember. Okay. And he's like, I might have two Rubies left. You know, he's like 55 years old or something. Right. It's wrong. But he said, I feel like I've got two Rubies left in my life. What am I going to be intentional with? You know, when I give my time, when people call me to be involved in something, every time you make a decision, think, is that worth one life of Ruby? Yes, oh, definitely. I love that because I have considered that myself with dogs. It's funny that the story, you know, you, have you not, have you not considered that at this point? You, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's like, where do I want to put my time and effort? Because every time when I say yes, I'm saying no to me or something else. So it has right. to be like really important. Yeah. And for me, I just, I don't have time for people who are not authentic. Oh, yeah. That's what I've decided. I've made a, a big decision as far as that goes that I just I have zero tolerance for that for put on. I don't want any, anything put on. I'm, I just want to be around very sincere, authentic people like you. Like me, like you. <laughs> I'm serious. I just have no time for anything else. Absolutely. I'm very intentional about that, who I spend time with. I'm very intentional. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this morning I was walking with my dog, but he's used to me running. And my husband even runs four miles every morning. So the dog, he's a doodle. And he's like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And when I'm not, I'm just walking. It's like, oh, woman, you are so boring. So <laughs> she grabs her own leash with her mouth and she's pulling the whole time trying to get me to run. And I thought, you know, I have surrounded myself with some really great humans and dogs because they are just trying to pull me to be greater, you know? <laughs> right. Those are the people you want to be around though. Those yeah. are the people, the people that inspire you and make you want to be the best version of yourself. That's well, you're that you way to me, fun, Heather, yeah. too. Every time I see you, you're such a delight. Oh, and thank you're so you. fun. And, you know, I you're just everywhere now with your book too. You know, it's just amazing. I saw you on a couple of shows this week. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm waiting for you to be on the Today Show with Hoda. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? Yes, that would be <laughs> Call so me great. Hoda. Let's Call do her. this. Yeah. <laughs> Stephanie will come with me. It'll oh so my fun. gosh. New York City, so here we come. I don't know if New York is ready for us. <laughs> New York can I'm ready us. for you. <laughs> I know the first thing we would have to get the t-shirt. First thing. First thing we would have Can to get, get the t-shirt. Yeah, so have to. <laughs> we would have to. You know the I love New York t-shirt. That yes. would be the, our first thing. So yeah, and I'm all about mugs. So I would get a mug. Right now, yeah. I'm drinking out of one that says Chaos Coordinator because that is so my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it's everyone's life right now. The week before Thanksgiving, oh it is, my, we are looking. You want to go do your grocery shopping? today. Don't oh. wait another second. And you know what is usually missing when I go to the grocery store? And last year, I don't know if it was a supply chain issue. I went to four different grocery stores looking for cream, just like heavy whipping cream, like from mashed uh -huh. potatoes. And the price on that whipping cream is just outrageous. $52, 52 to <laughs> $52.99. You're like, give me two. Oh my goodness. Speaking of groceries that just, you know, my mind went right to the gas station. And then I thought about, okay, so my car alerted me yesterday. The sensor said that my 
right rear tire is low. Now, I, Stephanie, I'm embarrassed to tell you this, but I have never used that little tire gauge, that air gauge, and I've never put air in a tire before. Really? Okay. Never. So, and I kind of panicked because <laughs> I had a lot to do and I just picked up the boys. So we stopped off at the gas station. You got to pay for air. That's one thing I learned yesterday. You got to, you got to get your card out, swipe it for air. I mean, it was really kind of stressful. Pay for air. You got to pay for air. It's so sad. I mean, it's so sad. Oh, so, I mean, it was really kind of stressful. And then my 11 year old got out. He wanted to supervise and we did not know what we were doing. So he was trying to get me to turn on YouTube. Mama, you can watch YouTube. They'll explain it to you. So um, that's one thing in 2023, I'm going to learn all about air in the tire. That's on my list, a goal on, in 2023, how to, how to know how much air I have in the tire, how much needs to be in it and how to put air in the tire. Well, I'll confess, I have put air in the tire, but I didn't know how much. <laughs> I think I put like 50 in it one time, 52 or something. And when I came down from the mountain, <laughs> I was like up in Flagstaff. The guy was like, oh my gosh, your tire was about to explode probably yeah. because it was so full. And all the others were like, you know, 35, 40. And this was like 52. He's like, good Lord. So I totally, I totally understand. That's what I worried about. I'd heard that a tire will explode. So anyway. And I, I have been uh, in that same situation where it'll be like all three tires are say 35, 42, whatever. And then that other one's like 28. And you're like, hmm. I bet I could get to the grocery store. And then five days later, you're like, ah, it's probably fine. <laughs> I know you just forget about it. You're like out of sight, out of mind. Moving on. We're moving right along. You yes. know, we are moms. We are women. We have got to get things done, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Look, last night I took the little one to this kids giving event at the church. Yeah. Stephanie, you and I are both from these small Southern towns. Okay. Picture this. This church is enormous. 125. I served the chicken nuggets. 125 kids went through the line and they told me to put six nuggets on each plate. That's so an appetizer. I, was kind of a, I mean, I was kind of a wreck trying to count out six nuggets on each plate and 125 kids went through the line. Like I'm getting my calculator out. <laughs> okay. So one lady started serving six. next to me, but so she started helping, but I mean, can you believe that many kids? I mean, I'm used to like this tiny little church with maybe 15 kids show up for youth. Oh yeah. That's yeah. 750 nuggets. Oh my gosh. You know, growing up in my small town of 2000 people, uh -huh. there was not even a red light. And I, I, I'll, it was so funny because all of our churches used to be so small and I don't yeah. know what it was about it, but until I got married and actually we built a church in town, my dad was on the board and everything. We went to the smallest churches that started out as a gas station, two huh. different churches that I went to, the pump was out front still. <laughs> you had communion out of the pump when church was over. They're like, put we'll the, meet y'all out at the, the wine pump. grape juice. <laughs> and then we'll have communion out there. <laughs> and we'll just bring your bucket. Oh my goodness. That is wild. Oh my gosh. That is so funny. And then we went to a wedding last weekend 
in Chattanooga. It was the most beautiful wedding, but it turned cold in Tennessee. I know it's probably still 102 in Arizona, but <laughs> it looks like 40, you know, lower 40s, maybe upper 30s. And the wedding was outside. Ooh. And a lot of these women, I don't think, realized it was going to be outside and they didn't bring a coat. So they so, were but, shivering to death. Yes. But I mean, they provided blankets. It was just, it was gorgeous. I cannot tell you how beautiful this wedding was. Mm. And the band was amazing. I mean, it just, it was one of those nights that you just, we shut down the party, Stephanie. We just, we brought it home on the dance floor. We brought it home. Oh, I bet you did. And the backdrop with the fall and all the beautiful colors on the leaves. It was gorgeous. I mean, it was the most beautiful wedding. What did y'all do over the weekend? I didn't even ask you that before. Well, let's see. My son, who is now six foot five and 17, can you believe that? He no. is cross country and they went to state. So my kids came home from college and I still have two at home. And they all got up at the crack of dawn because we bribed them with breakfast, like the best breakfast in town that mama was not going to make. And we drove up and saw my son run at state. It was so much fun. That is so fun. So how did he do? Yeah, he did great. He broke one of his records. So that was it though. That was, that was it. That was the last one. And I, you know, it's like football for me. I love to watch football and I love to watch my kids in sports or what activities they're in. And it almost just feels like a grieving process because when it's done for them, it's also done for you, you know, in the stadium, out in the field, talking to the parents. I mean, I get probably more joy, joy out of it than the kids do actually doing the thing. Yeah. I understand. It's like, it's a whole community. It's the whole, you know, everybody's cheering for everybody else's kids and it's just, a. but I'll tell you this, that reminds me let me see if I can find this. So in my club Monday, we were talking about just different seasons in life. This might be a good thing for us to end with. I'm looking at our time. This will be a good thing to end with. We were talking about seasons in life and we were talking about Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8. And I'm going to read this. Do you mind if I read it? Yes, do it. Go for it. Okay. For everything, there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck what up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to throw away stones and a time to gather stones together a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to cook and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time, a time to tear, excuse me, and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Wow. I just love that. I mean, that this is, is beautiful. one of my favorites. One of because, my favorites. So. Yeah, because seasons, good or bad, will not last forever, you know, and there's a time to, you know, just like with the kids and the things that they're involved with. I mean, there's a time for everything. So 
every season, good or bad, will not last forever. I think we just need to figure out what season we're in. That's probably the biggest thing. Yes, that's <laughs> what we were talking about. That's exactly what we were talking about, what season we're in and how seasons are constantly changing, constantly changing. Yeah, it's they're leading and guiding us to the next thing, right? And sometimes those transitions are not easy getting to the next season. They're, they can be awkward or scary, mm -hmm. but just know there's going to always be change. It'll That's always right. be with us, right? That's right. And we can do scary things. Yes, absolutely. I just yes. love our time together. This is so I do fun. too. This was great. Well, I hope you have the best Thanksgiving with your family. I know it'll be beautiful and the turkey will be perfect. Um, well, there's it no won't. such thing as perfect. But <laughs> maybe it'll maybe be we won't say perfect, <laughs> You're going to get out the red solo cups and there oh, you go. That's where the party begins. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I love right. you and I've enjoyed it. Thank you for doing this today. Love you too. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode or have benefited in any way, please go to Apple Podcasts, leave a review. It would mean the world to me. Also, take a moment and be sure and subscribe because we have a lot of exciting events coming up and you are not going to want to miss out on anything. Come say hello on social media. Stop by Instagram. It's at LifeCoachBFF, Facebook at LifeCoachBFF, and also we have started a small private group full of lovely women like you. It's called We Are Your BFFs come join. We'd love to have you. Can't wait to see you again next time. This is your BFF Heather from Life Coach BFF Show.